So do you have just a fire idea for this cold open or what? Do I have a fire idea for this cold open? Oh, man. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, you're the joke, man. I did the duck joke. La- not the duck joke. What was it? It was the ham sandwich. It was the ham sandwich. It's going to be a great hard to joke. top. You can't top a ham sandwich. Maybe you should do a turkey sandwich. The only thing that could top a ham sandwich is mayo. Oh, terrible. <laughs> terrible. I, I might use Shot. that. <laughs> I, I am drinking a cup of coffee called Christmas Traditions Coffee. Ooh, that's available fantastic. seasonally mm-hmm. at a store uh, in Kirkwood called Cornucopia. Ooh. And it is a magical cup of coffee. What's in it? I don't know, but it's very, very distinct. It's a very smooth, calm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just got some notes in it that I mean, I don't, I don't speak that language. Right. I couldn't tell you. I don't have a refined palate. Well, put it up to the mic. Let me get a sniff. Yeah, let me pour it on the mic. All right, breathe oh, as yeah. I pour. And go. You good? Okay, yeah, so I, I'm sensing a little bit of the jolly, you know, fat man's stomach. I, I'm mm. guessing there's some sort of intestines in there. I, I definitely get that. There's frankincense and, and, and myrrh. I'm definitely getting Jesus vibes. I'm getting facial is, hair. Is, there's no frankincense and myrrh. It's actually Frankenstein and Aaron Burr. Oh, see, I just get confused sometimes. There's the, you know, all these words, and I'm supposed to like know all of them, but sometimes I don't. You know, there was a, a word I heard earlier this week that I had to stop and and look up, and that doesn't happen that often. I'm I'm always excited when it does. Yeah, but now I'm curious. Yeah, and, and now now word. I can't think of what it was. Oh, was it was? It wasn't. It wasn't. Was it was or was it wasn't? Fuzzy wasn't, was it? Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. and Fuzzy Wuzzy, Sean, he did not care. Does it go to underwear next? How does that go? I thought it was he has no hair. Oh, so he's a Hardy Boys character? Nice. <laughs> he's, a, he's a bear, and he's bald. He a, he's a bear with a swarthy face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sean... Okay, so speaking I, of new words, the author <laughs> did not learn any recently. No, not at all. Also, I think this I think this specific chapter is also ghostwritten by someone else. I think there's a ghostwriter ghostwriting this book, but a ghost a secondary ghostwriter came in just to write this chapter because it is so strange. It's so strange, <laughs> but there's also a couple beautiful scenes. There's a lot of beautiful scenes, and one that I read, when it ended, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. They wanted to paint this beautiful picture, but it just doesn't make sense. You're talking about the harbor? I am talking about the harbor. Of course yeah, you're talking about I the harbor. I being on that. <laughs> uh, dude, so as I was reading, I was curious to myself. I was like, I wonder if Sean and I are close to the 100 mark. So I was like, this is book four, and we're 20 episodes per Plus a live show, plus, you know, the old to new. Do you know what episode this is? Do you? Are you quizzing me or are you asking I'm me? I'm quizzing you. I know. I looked it up. Um, I don't. This episode right now is number 97. Ooh. We are so close to hitting 100. What a journey this has been. This has been quite a journey. And you know what I did when you said, hey, can, can we push 15 minutes? I thought, I'm going to listen to our very first episode. Oh, <laughs> what a time capsule. It's so tame the Is entire that- <laughs> time. Like you're, you're like really fun and upgoing. And I'm kind of just like, you know, I'm, I'm around this range the whole time. And it's just like, yeah, these Hardy Boys. And it's like this conversation as we're like sitting there drinking coffee. Now it's more like, or not even drinking coffee, we're drinking cocoa. Now we're on coffee and Adderall or, or something <laughs> like that. It's just. <laughs> well, I think we've adapted to the uh, environment around us. Exactly. Yeah. Which it was just funny. There's, you, there's actually moments where you made me giggle. It's been so long since I've listened to it. I was I was giggling a bit. Has it been two years? It said 2018, and I believe it was in November. Let me bring it up. 
but yeah, I believe it's been two years. Yeah, we started in November of 18. November 23rd, 2018 is when The Promise was released, and we recorded, I think, three or four episodes that day. Yeah, which we should not have done. <laughs> no. Because that no, meant that the first four episodes were all the same. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until we needed to give ourselves five some time weeks to later where we realized, oh, I think we can come up with a better formula or know what we're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. Which we And learned. all this seems to imply that you and I both believe that we've nailed it at this point. Like, yeah. This I mean... is this episode. We've learned from all that, and that's why this episode is perfect. This is a perfect with that episode. Fire cold open. Yeah, I, keeping the ham sandwich joke alive ham for another sandwich week. Coming back, bringing in the mayo. You know we love mayo. I'll put a little hot sauce in my mayo, make spicy mayo. I mean that's Ooh. where it's at. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, you ever do Ooh. that? Ooh, yeah. Little Ots. You ever use the Ots wing sauce? Uh, no. Ooh, it's, well it's buffalo Ots buffalo sauce. You put a little bit of that and some mayo, mix it up. And Delicious. what do you put that on? Just a sandwich? No, I just eat it spoonfuls. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not a monster. Instead of ice cream. <laughs> just hot, just buffalo mayonnaise. Ew. Ew. I make popsicles out of them. I have, have you ever had fry sauce? Is that, I think fry sauce is what I call fancy sauce. Mayonnaise is, and ketchup? Yeah. Well, that's it. I feel like, is there another ingredient oh. that I'm missing out on? There were some people I've I've met a few people from Utah and they call it fry sauce. But yeah. it's it's just ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together. Yeah. It's the best. Well, uh, they're messing out. You have to mix pepper in with it too. Okay, I didn't know that. Lots of pepper. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, Sean, I'm teaching well, the people from Utah. Don't write this know. down. I mean, Slow write it down. down Come David. on. I'm sorry. Copious amounts of pepper. I'm talking mounds, Sean. I want it to look like an anthill. On top of an anthill, on have top ever, of a ham sandwich. Have you ever like taken a plate, covered it with water, sprinkled pepper all over it, and then taken just the tiniest bit of soap and touched it? I think we did that. Oh, we did that together. And, yeah. Right? Yeah. Didn't we do that at the science center? No, we did it in like my kitchen or something like that. Okay. At, at a point. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I know I've done that, and I'm pretty sure it was with you. The next experiment I'll have to show you with a plate full of water <laughs> is when I suck all of the water into a cup that's upside down Yeah. using a physics trick. It's going to blow your mind. I cannot wait to see this. That should be the name of your autobiography, by the way. The next thing I show you with a plate of water. <laughs> <laughs> The next, the next interesting but useless thing that I've dedicated brain real estate to. Oh, by the way, there's a line later in this book that I think should be the title of the series. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm curious if it's the same. I wrote the same thing. <laughs> I wrote the same thing of this is a Hardy Boys book title. <laughs> oh, let me see. Okay. There's, it's gotta be. We'll get there. It's gotta be. Oh, that makes me so happy. Uh, well, when we last left the boys, they were in the sleuth. They had seen what they thought was the black cat, a black boat underwater, and they were getting sucked in by the current. Yes. Toward the jagged reef. This crashing reef. Boom. Not, sorry, not the jagged reef. Towards jagged reef. Oh, Proper that's right. Note. Proper noun, baby. Which, by the way, this, this again, like, when they drive their boat, they seem to have the, like, 12, 12 feet of vision. They can't see past that. And that's why they're constantly like, whoa, another boat. Whoa. <laughs> but, yeah. but this was another thing of, like, getting pulled into the boiling surf that they're in with the waves crashing like, how did you not see surf. that up there? How did you yeah. all of a sudden? And I, I just, I, I hope there's a scene in a future book where the boys are at the top of a waterfall 
and they just oh, don't no. notice that they're and then all of a sudden it's like oh whoa, a waterfall we're gonna go <laughs> over the edge like yeah <laughs> what did you think was going to happen you didn't hear it boys we, we you couldn't were trying hear to it? see the bottom of the waterfall from the top well, we almost the, fell the problem right now sean is that the water is boiling so there's so much steam okay <laughs> that's why bayport is always this thick pea soup they're surrounded the by water. steam because of the boiling water, because it, apparently they they live on the earth when it first began. Yeah, it's an because old film trick. <laughs> yeah. God. That that description made me so angry. The boiling water. This is the second time they've used it because the I author know. has not learned new words. He has not. Or she. Or she. Thank you. You're welcome, Sean. Thank you. 2020 podcasting, baby. Uh, chapter nine. Nine. The old, the old salt, salt story. story. I was excited when I read that title. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah. But to tell you right now, Sean, I read this 30 minutes ago. I have no idea who the old salt. Oh, I guess I do now. Okay, never mind. I was gonna say I don't really remember the old salt or his story, because in my mind it was this old hermit man. And this old hermit man is like, sit down, boys, let me tell you a tale. Yeah, and... with, by the light of one candle. Yeah. <laughs> one candle, which is mostly just wax that's encased his hand. Yeah, and he's got his walking cane, and he's walking with it, and then he sits down, and he lifts it up, and he puts it to his mouth, and all of a sudden it's this long pan flute, and he starts like playing this like Arabian night. Not a pirate shanty, but a desert. But a desert shanty. <laughs> well, I guess it wouldn't be a shanty, but... For... Yeah. <laughs> For an old salt, I would have gone more nautical than, <laughs> than the absence of I'm water. I'm a desert man. You know this. I'm a desert man. You know man. this. He is still swimming. He's swimming in the back of his camels. You know all about camels and, uh, and our evolution. You could chop a camel in the hump and drink all of its milk right off this thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> a camel nut? No, well, that doesn't work. I'm just trying to compare the camel to the coconut and, of course, create a new term. And a camel nut is probably not the way. Maybe a cocomel? Cocomel? I hope that I took the time to edit in the theme music right there. <laughs> Just put that exclamation point <laughs> right on that guy. That's actually really true. You have the power of what you want to emphasize. When I was doing the, the intro for last week's episode and I Hysterical, put, by I the put way. it in like three or four times or whatever... Uh, that was just time consuming. I don't know. I was laughing as I was doing it. Yeah. But it isn't an, an easy, quick thing. I don't doubt that. I mean, so, those uh, were four perfectly placed uh, song song placements. I, that's a terrible way of saying it. But it was, it was good, Sean. It was very good. I just noticed your name that it's, <laughs> it's not the initial. <laughs> you yeah, spelled I, it out. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I was proud of that one. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for noticing. For those of you not watching live, which is everyone, <laughs> um, David's name in our in our chat this week, it was Chris B, the letter B, the initial B, Chris B Snackman. And I yes. asked why it wasn't Chris P. Snackman. And so David changed it. And I only noticed now that it's P-E-E. -E, and that's Classic. hilarious. Classic me. You know I like bathroom humor. I know you do. Yeah, that's what I know. It's, you know me. You know my body. <laughs> I think last episode had to start immediately after. It I was did. I was a party to yeah, some it a party to. Nicely done, good uh, sir. Nicely done. Cue the music. Do, 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 do. Uh, I was doing the Ice Cream Man theme for some reason. Do, 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 That's a hot track. I don't hear it enough. And that's The Entertainer by Scott Joplin. That is insane. Was Scott related to Janice? Brothers. I knew it. I knew it. They were both brothers. Yeah, when, whenever Janice dropped his first album, I was like, this dude can wail. Yeah. This dude can wail. <laughs> Terrible. Music. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to lean on it like a crutch. <laughs> As you should. I love the joke. I get a kick out of it. Buffeted by the current, 
The sleuth plunged out of control toward the line of white exploding spray where the sea's swell smacked against the barrier reef. A little bit of a tongue twister. Yeah, that that messed my brain up bad. I did like the use of spray, though, because I did imagine just the sea going like a sprinkler. But for me, it it kind of it clashed with the smacking because then you think of a skin slap sound. And then I had these, like, organic, beautiful noises, just like... See, I'm picturing, like, like a theme park jungle ride where, like, for no reason, just a cannon shoots out water. Yeah. Like, you're sort of bumping or something. It's just... Just fires off that spray. Dude, I like that noise. Maybe that's why I have, like, flashbacks to Six Flags as a kid. Do you have uh, HBO Max? Max. Yes, I do. Have you watched Class Action Park? No. Were you the one that told me about this or someone else? I think it was me. Probably yeah. on the podcast. I'll write it down. Should I, I should watch this. You should watch this. Um, and there's some footage of some crazy water rides that should not be legal and that hurt a lot of people. Class Action Park? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a documentary. Chris Gethard Ooh. is in it. I don't know who that is. You'd like him. I, I like his name. Chris Gethard. Chris Gethard. Yeah. Joe bore down hard on the wheel as the churned up waters, falling back from the rocks, seethed underneath. The din of crashing waves was terrific. Terrible. But above it could be heard the powerful throb of the sleuth's engine. I hated that. You hated- I hated that. I hated that. The powerful sleuth engine was just, you know, towering over these crashing waves. There's a, a reference to that later in the chapter, which I underlined because I've, I'm a boatsman, as we've I discussed. I know you're a boatsman. Yeah. Proud, proud boatsman. And I had never heard this term used before in any nautical sense, um, especially in what is a gas-powered motor. Uh, but... We'll get to which, that. Which term are you talking about? Just the... the Just talking about the powerful throb of the sleuth's engine. When, okay. we, when we talk about the sleuth's engine, yeah, we get gotcha. to that later. I cannot wait. If only I could turn her, Joe thought. He didn't say it. He thought it. Yeah, in quotes with an exclamation <laughs> mark. <laughs> oh, classic. Classic. So, for an instant, the motorboat seemed to stand still in the mist of the boiling waters... The engine and treacherous current pulled the equal strength in a pulled with equal strength in a fierce tug of war. Then, slowly, the sturdy craft inched her way seaward under Joe's guidance. She did it! Frank whoops in relief. What a boat! A nice piloting, Joe. Cut to Joe. Dressed as an aviator, holding one of those kids' steering wheels that actually doesn't control anything. Yeah, with the scarf <laughs> and the goggles. Yeah. The leather helmet. He just gives this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the salute. <laughs> the two finger brings it up all gracefully and <laughs> flings it off. Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. <laughs> oh, God, I hated this opening. Yeah, this uh, this could you could just exchange this for the waterfall scene. It's the yes. exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. Insert waterfall scene here, and it's much better. I just don't get how you don't notice this. Like, how how do you not notice the boiling spray? Yeah, I have no idea. I guess you have to be. I think the Hardy Boys. I think Fenton put horse blinders on them as a kid. <laughs> The boys have no peripheral vision and severe, (laughs) severe astigmatism. Oh, poor dudes. Um, So they escape danger in a moment of useless drama. And they head to Northport. Um, They couldn't figure out if it was the black cat or not. Um, But they're like, hey, when we get to Northport, before we try to figure out about the boat, we should figure out this postcard. And uh, and so they've got this postcard from Chet yeah. saying, hey, we're all good. Don't worry about us from Northport. And it's an old picture. Trolleys are still in it, so they know it must be uh, 
from a shop that doesn't sell a lot of them because they haven't turned over the stock. Yeah. But I, I honestly liked, as uh, for maybe the, the second time in the entire series, there's a, a faint blue stain on the edge of the postcard. And Frank notices that, hey, look, there's a, a blue stain. Ink. If it's spilled on the whole batch of cards, the others will have similar blots. We'll look for that. And I thought, hey, that's actually a good clue <laughs> yeah. and a good deduction to make. Yeah. yeah, if you've got nice just if the, if the edge of it is stained, it probably was when it was stacked up with others, got some ink on it, and you'll know where the others were when you find those also stained with blue ink. Yeah. Bravo, A boys. little coincidental made me a little bit angry that, of course, it had this blue ink stain, but you're right. They pinged on it, they noticed it, and they said, let's look for this. Yeah. It Good didn't say, like, purchased at... Yeah, Harry's fish come wharf check shop. us out. But, I mean, we'll get to it. They find it r- really fast. Obviously. There's, there's no trial and error here. It was just their whole idea is we got to find this hole-in-the-wall store, just this place where peasants go, a place we wouldn't normally go. I know what we We're going to need to put on our shantytown outfits <laughs> to fit in. Yeah. It's, Joe, quickly, tear my shirt. Quick, said Joe, Frank. act poor. <laughs> Uh, oh, so here boys. they come into Northport. Yeah. Do you want the paragraph? Is it the last one on seventy-three? On one side, a forest of thick masts rose from a fleet of sturdy fishing boats. At the far end of the bay, bright-colored pleasure craft rode. Bright-colored pleasure craft rode at anchor, slender. Pencil-like mast marked this, the sailboats. On the shore nearby were the yellow wooden skeletons of boats under construction. What? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's got to be a ghostwriter. Yeah. In, they, like somebody was hired to write this paragraph. They're like, hey, Someone paint us a was... picture of the Northport Harbor. Yeah. It's like, how beautiful Ooh. do you want it? Like, it as beautiful it... as it can be, man. I imagine he's this gothic guy, this old gothic man. He's got a little bit of a hunchback. And they're like, you know, I don't know what a great gothic name is. We'll, we'll call him the Undertaker. And they're like, hey, Undertaker, write us this paragraph. And he's just like, how many skeletons can I weave into it? <laughs> he's just like Skeletons? Hamlet. He's got the skull in one hand yeah. as he's yeah. on the shore nearby with the yellow <laughs> skeletons of the boats under construction. Yar. Smoking his pipe. And he's like, he looks at his hands and he realizes, I've got thin yellow fingers. <laughs> almost like pencils. How can I work that in? Like the masts of a sailboat. <laughs> Brightly yeah. colored pleasure craft road anchor. <laughs> the brightly colored pleasure craft is like, I want to call my car the brightly colored pleasure craft. Oh, what a title. What I a did name. have to read that because craft is singular, or so yeah. I thought. There's no S, but I believe craft is also plural. Like, there were a lot of oh, pleasure craft. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, but it made me wonder about all the people who say arts and crafts, if they should really be saying arts and, arts and craft or art and craft, because art is also plural. Like, we, I, saw, I saw a lot of art. You don't say I saw a whole lot of arts. Oh, my I God. I went to the museum and saw 10 arts. Oh, my God. You are on to something, son. Art and craft. Art and craft. You we heard should it here, open folks. up a business called Art and Craft. I don't see that's why that's a bad idea. We should do it in a pandemic a, and have a big grand opening. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I don't know why we wouldn't do that. We'll open up next to the new food trucks that are attracting millions of people this in the pandemic that don't wear masks. Perfect. Yeah, Sean, we've got clientele. <laughs> <laughs> Art and Craft, located near your, uh, I guess, near the nearest food truck. Just look for us. I had some family friends recently have a birthday party indoors without masks, and obviously someone was positive, and now people are sick, obviously, because it's a pandemic and you shouldn't have an indoor party. And as I get frustrated with people for being so cavalier about the rules uh, and thinking like, oh, well, 
my context is sufficient for an exemption to the rules that everyone else is following to try to to try to keep people out of the hospital. Yeah. And I think if nothing if I could grab these people, any any anybody that's having these that's, you know, ignoring the rules selfishly, I would grab them and I would say, "Look, we've been doing the Hardy and Sons podcast virtually for 8 months and you can't skip a birthday party?" Yes. Yes. What what in your life could be more important than the dynamic of an in-person Hardy and Sons podcast? Because we're making sacrifice, David. We're making huge sacrifices, Sean. Huge. I don't, I don't want to sit here and stare at my screen. No. I want to laugh with you. That's what I want to. I we don't feel have... life again. But if we get together in person, people will die. It will happen, Sean. Instantly. I mean, it's also it's too much energy together. It's like splitting the atom. Okay, you put us next to each other during a pandemic. It's gonna split some atoms. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that's a super spreader event right there. That is a super spread, and of course, with that, the the COVID spray will just take over the entire world. It's yeah, gonna the boiling be like... COVID spray smacking. Exactly. Yes, smacking against reefs and 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 smacking against the skeletons, jagged reefs and yeah, skeletons and of course slender pencil-like people just getting sprayed with uh, with our uh, our covids, our covids. I'm putting an S on it too to try and keep it yeah. in themes. Arts and covids. <laughs> yeah, stay home, people. Stay home, people. Listen to the Hardy and Sons. We've got almost 100 episodes. Yeah, if you, if you listen to all of them in a day, then you can go out that night. Yes. If you don't, you got to start over the next day. I love that. We're going to have so many views or yes, listens. This is great. We're I guess you make can't really call upwards them. Upwards of $6. What do we call them? Can we well, still call them views if you just listen to them, or is it we have listens? We have listens, I believe. We have listens. We have lots of listens. We have listen. <laughs> because <laughs> listen is plural yeah yeah <laughs> i listens to a lot of song <laughs> i am a big fan of this ongoing joke i just want you to know that it's good i was it uh, good i was in a board meeting um earlier this week and there was someone who uh kept saying will, will you talk to the other um head of schools and they kept asking this question, and I, it took everything in me to not speak up, but it's heads of school, <laughs> yeah. not head of schools. The plural is on heads, just like attorneys general. Yeah, general's attorney. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, I got you. I General got you. art. General's <laughs> General art. art attorney. <laughs> attorneys. Attorneys. Uh, so... They uh, they tie up the sleuth on a dock with gasoline pumps and uh, yes, and they head to Waterfront Street, and there were restaurants, souvenir shops, boat supply stores. All of them were well kept and busy. The boys, so they are on the waterfront. Uh, they're on Waterfront Street. Okay, which but they is are on probably a block off the waterfront. Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. They are on the waterfront. Yeah. It's just a movie. I know. It's a great movie. I was trying to think of a that's good... That's Kaepernick. Uh, that's Kaepernick. Thank you. I was trying to think of the reference, and I couldn't get it. Thank you. The, but what, a, what a niche <laughs> reference that is to it a really Spike is. Lee masterclass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned it multiple times on the podcast, too. By now, the people should know. Masterclass should be sending us money. We're doing all these Spike Lee, uh, I guess... Marketing campaigns, essentially. I think we just need to send them a video of our master class and just say, like, here you guys go. That's not a bad idea. We could do a Hardy Boys master class. Maybe that's where this leads. Oh, David. Well, we yeah. could we could turn our accent workshop into a master class. We could do a fake uh, master class commercial, just get some classical music, and then we sit there and... Uh, At the end, say it in sync of, like, we are Hardy and Sons. And this, and this is, is our, our master, master class. class. Yeah. Oh, we could totally do that. We'd have okay. pipes, and it's us searching for clues. Now, when searching for a clue... You want I'll... your ear all the way <laughs> on the ground. And then we do, like, the, this uh, freeze frame, 
and it comes in with this motion graphic where it's these dotted uh, little dots and it, you know gives increments of how close we are to the ground and you know it's all these like camera moves it's very sophisticated it looks like a science fiction movie but it's all about how close your ear should be to the ground when listening for whatever i want to recreate that shot from uh, upgrade nice but i love that movie it. yeah so yeah. when when we go to lay our <laughs> ear on the ground, the camera just perfectly tilts with it. Yeah, I would love that. You know how they did that? Motion control. Yeah, but do you know how? Motion control? That's all I got. You go in, you take it from there. They taped an iPhone to his back. And they used the gyro data from the iPhone to, to talk to whatever gimbal they had. Um, Get out of here. And so as he... As he sat up or, you know, laid down, the camera would tilt with the iPhone that was taped to him. That is, I thought it was just highly choreographed. Nope. Genius. Genius. I love that. Genius. Genius, genius, genius. I love that filmmaker. That's the writer of Saw. Oh. Lee Winnell. Yeah. He's a cool dude. Really cool dude. Really innovative. He does cool stuff. Upgrade was a decent movie. I liked Upgrade a lot. Little gory for my taste, but yeah, I was gonna say. Well, he did the Invisible Man after that, and it's less gory, and it kind of does the same camera camera movement except on crack. Like he really elevates the motion control movements. Wait, is that the one with Elizabeth Moss? It is the one with Elizabeth Moss. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah, you would enjoy Good it. Good on him. I okay. think. I think. Um, well, this seems like a decent spot to take a break. Nice, yeah. Let's play a sweet commercial. Or ad. Yeah. Or commercial. And with that, the boys <laughs> the took boys a break. The boys took a break. Uh, Slate tone. Dude, I think we should start a band. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about what you heard, but what I heard sounded like, we're in sync. Oh. The, did you hear that? Did I you did. hear the harmonics? We've got we've got something. We've got the it factor. That we X, definitely have the it factor. X factor. Yeah. And uh, it's hard to explain what it is, but you know when you've got it, and we've got it. We've definitely got it. We float, Sean. We definitely float. We float like a butterfly, and it stings when we pee. Nice. Okay. Cue Take the music. To, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for taking me back to third grade. Bim bow. Bim bow. <laughs> Thanks for taking me back to third grade, says Chris P. Snack. <laughs> fair. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So they uh, they go into town, stop at a luncheonette for a snack, then hurried on. Obviously, they're going to stop for food. Yes. Um. They, f- they paused to look down the first intersecting street. It was narrow and shabby. Let's try the stores on this street, Joe suggested. Halfway down the block, they found a small confectionery squeezed between a junk shop and an empty store. Don't know what the difference is there. <laughs> yeah, I know. The sign, there was a sign that said Harry's on the window. So they go in. Sure enough, there's postcards. And uh, so they go around the counter to, to see the postcards. And then a big lumbering man with a swarthy face and huge dark eyes and a heavy black mustache says, You want a postcard? Yes, please. Uh, so he gets the uh, the postcards, places it on the counter, pick one out. And so they grab him. No, he doesn't even say pick one out. He just says, pick out. And uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I honestly think it's because his mustache is so heavy that he can only say X amount of words before his lips get tired from consistently lifting that heavy mustache up and down. And he can only say words with consonants, like (laughs) pick, out, out. And and to say pick pick one out, the one is just going to be swallowed by that walrus mustache. (laughs) So, yes, Neanderthal man over here. Pick out! And his walrus wife. <laughs> oh, Mary Sue. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's okay, a very right. country name, yeah. yeah. Boys uh, want some apple pie? <laughs> you want some key lime pie? Is this the walrus woman? <laughs> this is the walrus woman, yeah. Cuckoo-ca-choo. Cuckoo-ca-choo. Nice. 
So Frank showed the man Chet's postcard. We want one like this. Some friends of ours bought it here yesterday, we think. The man looked at them stonily. Could I assume be. assume that means he was stoned. He was definitely stoned. He was stoned. Biblically. <laughs> so they find the, uh, the, the same postcard. They hold them together. And sure enough, blue ink stain along the edges of all of them. And, Do you uh, remember the fellas who uh, bought one of these? Frank asked casually, holding out the card from Chet and Biff. You, you buying or nice. asking questions? Both, Frank told them with a smile. And then Joe gives, again, just poor uh, Chet. Yeah. Uh, I guess you don't recall, Joe said, two boys our age, one of them pretty chubby. <laughs> you know, you would have recognized what a fatty, fat fatso this one <laughs> yeah. was. He, he just mimed it out with his hands, too. One just of them. Huge circle. Chubby. He probably, probably ate all of your fizzy soda. <laughs> Uh, the man looked annoyed i remember who comes in my place he said hotly no kids it was a big bald fella with a loud voice which is essentially what i'm doing here in my mind he's big bald and definitely has a loud voice he bought a lot of fizzle soda second time in a week that's a solid clue that's that's the next that's the next big one sean that is definitely the next, you know, big one. We're going we're gonna to find a, a bottle of fizzle soda somewhere, guaranteed. No, oh, no doubt about it. So Frank and Joe exchanged glances. Both had the same recollection. The huge, bald-headed man in the black cat. Could he be the postcard purchaser? Bum, 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 bum. Which, to me, was, I was like, that's the title of a Hardy Boys book. <laughs> Could he be the postcard purchaser? Just the postcard purchaser. Hardy Boys and the postcard purchaser. Um, <laughs> that wasn't mine. I know. I, I figured. when Mine was literally the next four words after that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Unable to learn more, the boys thanked the proprietor and purchased three postcards. <laughs> and then they turned toward Waterfront Street. Yeah. I, Unable I to learn more. I had that underlined too, but I didn't think. To me, I was like, unable to learn more was just like, they are robots. This is it. Like, they have no more RAM. Their storage is done. They didn't bring their solid state drive. It's like, we cannot process more. This is it. Just, I think that sentence could go in so many places. Like, be, anytime the boys do anything, like unable to learn more, the boys hopped on the motorcycles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unable to learn more, the boys sat down for dinner. <laughs> yeah, okay, you nailed it. That is fantastic. That's the that, theme. That will be the theme of our series when we find, finally write these, unable to learn more. Just as we suspected, Joe burst out, the postcard's a phony. Somebody forced Chet and Biff to write it. And, and that somebody may be the bald man. But what's his game plan? And is his buddy who piloted the black cat in it too? What's their connection with Shantytown anyway? Find out next week. Yeah, exactly. That's 100% what this is. Um, Memo Hardy, boys. So I'd sure like to get my hands on those two guys. They must know where Biff and Chet are. So they stop and they call uh, Chief Colleague. Give him the update on the postcard and the bald guy. And Chief Which, Colleague is, says, uh, I'll send out a description of him. Keep up the good work. And that's another the, one of those, like, shh, don't. We're, we're hunting him down. Yeah, don't. Don't alert don't warn everyone him. of every clue we have. Well, I'm, I'm also thinking, so what does this, like, wanted poster look like? It's wanted, bald, big, fellow. Man, loud yeah, exactly. voice. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> If you see a bald man with a loud voice, and uh, he's big, call him vroom, in. Vroom, vroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an efficient oh, way to Lord convey that information. Mercy. Lord have mercy. So they, uh, they go back to the boatyard where they left the sleuth. Maybe someone here knows about the black cat, Joe said. Let's ask. By the way, when they say the Hardys then went to the boatyard where they had left the sleuth, I thought it's definitely gone. 
<laughs> like just that's what happens that anytime they walk fitting. away from that boat it gets stolen yeah, or vandalized it's gone. yeah that is definitely fitting but instead they walk up to a wiry man bustled up to greet them he had a lively ruddy face and unruly black hair hello mates nice he called out i'm william kane i am i managed to stock here Need any gas repairs? Well, what we really want, Mr. Kane, is some information. The manager smiled. We got plenty of that, isn't it? Come along. <laughs> I love, I love your, uh, your paraphrasing here of the dialogue. I, I love you taking these creative liberties. I've been watching Repair Shop on Netflix. Is that an Australian repair show? No, it's British, which is hilarious. Okay. Because yeah. that's what I was going for. And I that guess, you would think yeah. I was Australian is A, offensive, and B, racist. <laughs> well, at least I didn't say New Zealand, those stinkers. Kiwis. Kiwis. Yeah. Ugh, no one likes Kiwis. We've got plenty of that. Oh, God. I don't even talk like them. Idiots. <laughs> Hang on. I... I want to check real quick. Yeah, what's our listening audience? We just <laughs> lost all of New Zealand. Come on. <laughs> they said they like the Aussies more, even though that's an Australian accent. Well, not even an Australian accent. This is why I don't teach the workshop. I just yell at you. Sean teaches it. Guys, listen, our workshop, it's great because Sean will teach you, and I just berate you. I just yell at you the whole time that you're doing a bad job. Um, from what I can tell, less than 1% is from Australia, and that's as close as we get. Well, we just got a bigger Australian audience, thank God, because we downed the Kiwis. They hate them. <laughs> they hate them. The lemon people. Everyone knows this. <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's just, he's supposed to keep driving. Yeah, he's, oh, nice. Black sheep, my man. So the friendly man led the Hardys to his office. Dirty work. Oh, it is dirty work, isn't it? It is dirty work. I am so upset with myself right now. I said black sheep, didn't I? You did. Man. Man. You did. Cue the music. Now you've (laughs) taken the chainsaw and you're using it on me. Oh, man. I need to rewatch Dirty Work, apparently. F7! You just hit F9. If you like pina coladas. Great film. You know, if I were a more obnoxious person, I would take the time to correct you that was G7 and G8 in the quote. But luckily, I'm not that kind of person. I didn't even bring it up. Why are you schooling me today? I'm sorry. Why are you schooling dirty work, me? Dirty Work is one of those few movies that, like, line for line, uh, I, I just know. I know dirty, and love. It, it was mine for a while. I've seen that movie at least 20 times, and apparently not enough recently. How's my and, dad doing? Uh, are you a betting man? <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, well, if people were taking bets on your father's bout with death... I'd put everything I own on death. It's a good bet. Odds are he'll probably die. <laughs> Jesus, Doc, couldn't you have prepared him a little for that? Oh, I thought I did with the uh, betting analogy. <laughs> Chevy Chase. He's so, that's one of his like great last performances. Might everything I suggest after kidnapping the child of a celebrity? <laughs> what happened to your Dude. arm? By the way, I slept on it wrong or got thrown out of a speeding bookmaker's car. <laughs> I am I am really shocked at your knowledge of dirty work. You are uh you're a dirty worksman. Thank you, sir. This is fantastic. Oh, so the friendly man led the Hardys to his office, an old deck cabin, at one end of the, of his dock. Inside, Frank and Joe looked about them curiously. The room was filled with all sorts of old sea articles. A barometer, a bin, a binocle, a binocle, a binocle, a binocle. Yeah, I don't know. A, a binnacle. Binnacle. <laughs> we'll go with binnacle, I guess. And a huge pilot wheel. In addition, there were a desk, a filing cabinet, a typewriter, a telephone, and a potted plant on the windowsill. I knew it! 
Yeah, this this is one of those that's like, don't tell us. Like, none of this is going to matter. No. There's no reason to paint this part of the picture. No, yeah, we get it's an old the, sea cap. Like, you don't have to tell us there's a telephone. No. Come on. They're just like, hey, guys, we updated these. There's telephones now. We don't need that. This is that. a modern sea captain's shanty. <laughs> yeah. He's got money. He's got the telephone. Pretty uh, snug, so, eh? Ooh, Mr. Kane chuckled. I'm going for a little bit of my, and that's a prestige. And that's my prestige. This There's is Mr. Bit. Kane. I'm trying well, to go Michael Kane with it. I was going to say, I hope you were doing a little Michael Pretty Kane snug, eh? It's a little bit more sea on the shore now. Now that my sailing days is over. While Joe grinned, Frank noted a limp object lying on top of a filing cabinet. Excuse me, Mr. Kane, what's that? Oh, that? Carelessly, he tossed it over. A mask! A gorilla, a gorilla mask. mask! Where did you get this, Mr. Kane? That was Joe. It was, yeah, he's impersonating Mr. Kane now. Joe, anytime he hears an accent, he's like the... Uh, pistachio disguise in a master of disguise he has to impersonate people there's an episode of south park where they're like at like the medieval castle like it's like a chuck e cheese but it's medieval castle related and they have like this rune stone that they're trying to get translated and they oh! take it to the and they show it to this guy yeah and they, they ask him and he's like look just because we're British doesn't mean we all know about all this old... And then one of the kids pulls it out, and the same guy just goes, Ah, the runestone of Gage. Where did you get this? That is... It's... Uh, I think it's Imagination Land. It is not. Are you sure? I'm positive. It's a three-parter. I know... Oh, no. I'm sorry. It's... I think it's the one about them the swearing and bringing back the apocalyptic monsters or something if they swear yeah, too much. Yeah, no, that's what it is. Is it a, it's a, a Lovecraftian monster? No, that's the superhero one. They just bring back, yeah, a giant monster. Yeah. That's oh, right. Well. That's a good episode. Uh, so, kind of scary, isn't he? We had a big masquerade party last night of the, at the last night of the regatta. I went as a gorilla. <laughs> the young sleuths studied the rubber face intently. Coincidence, Joe murmured. So I imagine yeah. in this original book that this came in with a mail-in order to order your own gorilla mask. And the only reason these gorilla masks are just pounded into these books is because they just had a plethora of gorilla masks. The yeah. Don Post gorilla masks. It's like telling your waitstaff, like, hey, push the fish. Yeah, exactly. All the books from Stratemeyer Syndicate at this period yeah. were all Push heavy the on gorilla the gorilla mask. <laughs> the gorilla this, masks like, are about to turn. This Indiana Jones warehouse just filled with gorilla masks that they need to get out. Top men. Also, the, the image of Joe studying something intently and then saying, hmm, coincidence. <laughs> coincidence. <laughs> is every scene, every... Every clue, like he's at, you know, Felix Snapman's underground bunker and they found like the missing prescriptions and he's like, hmm, mm. coincidence. <laughs> Just nothing's a clue. Hmm, coincidence. I like that. That's a good catchphrase for Joe. Sure was a big regatta. People came from all over. So they start talking about I'm the s- black cat. Is regatta not spaghetti? No, it's the cheese that you put in lasagna. Oh, that's that's what it is. It's cheese. Yeah. So, does it also mean like a, a masquerade? Uh, a regatta is a boat race. Get the hell out of here! A regatta is a boat race. Yeah. And cheese? Uh, no. No, that's ricotta. That's ricotta. Ricotta. Okay, so a regatta is a boat race. I've never, a boat well, race or a series of boat races. Okay. See, the the most I know about boating is what I learned from Stuart Little. I'm just not a boatsman. That's a great documentary about boats, though. I know. Yeah. I wonder how if that. I don't know. You know the lifespan of a, a mouse, but I know he was he was alive up until 2006 because they made another documentary. Yeah. Yeah. It was a second one. It's a good crew. Yeah. It's definitely a good crew. Pursuing the truth. Someone's got to do it. 
So yeah, with the, with the series of races, the uh, the big regatta, people came from all over. Um, so they're asking about the black cat, and it turns out old William Kane here owns the black cat and was renting it uh, to the Shaw brothers, right? Shaw or? brothers, yeah. Ben, I can't yeah, I see it here. I can't either. Ben and Fritz. Ben Stark. and Fritz, yeah. Stark. I'm sorry, the Stark, Stark. brothers. Ben and Fritz Stark. Uh, he hired. Uh, let's see. He says that there were three. He rented it out to three men. Ben and, and Fritz, and the third fellow, big and bald. Big and bald, yeah, which is his so name. Matches the description. Um, and apparently they uh, they went back to California, said they were taking a plane. Um, also, they uh, Michael Caine uh, shared with them that the boat, the underground or the underwater boat by the islands was yes. the queen of spades. Yes. The old, uh, poor old queen of spades. Too bad she was wrecked. Um, so they go look at the black cat. There's no clues left in because uh, William, William Kane cleared clean. them all out. Yep. But, wipes uh, it clean. Yeah, I have to imagine that with big and bald being the only descriptors, the same sort of racial profiling now that plagues African-Americans in the United States were like, oh, it was a medium height black guy. And then police are just horrible to medium height black guys. The same thing is happening at this time with big bald people. Their holding cell is just shoulder to shoulder, big bald people. And they have the top lights, so it's like reflecting all this glare everywhere. It's like super the bright. The inside looks like a disco party. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they got the BGs playing all night, big and bald. Bayport Baldman. It's the Bayport Baldman song. Yeah, I'm just thinking we should add your BGs accent into our workshop. Well, yeah, we should definitely. Okay, I mean, we're gonna get, have to up the price at this point. Well, yeah, you're working in some Gib action. You get Barry and Robin. I mean, I'm doing both brothers. Yeah, step back, y'all. Step back, y'all. Take a step. Take a step back. Ooh. Yeah, there it is. Hot coming at you. Uh, so they, they fill up their boat with gas and, uh, which is an odd exchange too. Doesn't he just like, doesn't Kane just like force gas upon them? Yeah, but they need it. What did he say though? It was so weird. Uh, so, you know, if you hear anything about him, let us know. He's like, glad to. Now, can I give you some gas? Oh, well. My mind reads things differently. I know. You read it so calmly. Mine was like, now, can I give you some gas? Everyone is just at 11 in my head. And he's just over a cauldron of chili. (laughs) That's as close as you get, David. That's as close as you get from me, my friend. Yes. Thank you, Sean. Moving on. Oh, and the other clue is he was saying, you know, who's the... Some methane, baby. The boys asked, you know, there were only two in the boat, the bald guy and somebody with, like, slick black hair. And uh, Mr. Kane said that that would be Ben Stark with the slick black hair. Oh, yeah. uh, And he said, you know... These guys tried to ram you, and you called the Coast Guard good. If they ever show up here again, I'll have them arrested. So Kane's on their side, or at least it seems. Albeit with their coincidental gorilla mask find. <laughs> These gorilla masks, man. Um, so they're, they're heading out. They're heading back, uh, back to Bayport, and they see those islands again, and they pass Jagged Reef. They're safely past Jagged Reef. But then there's a, there's a trim-looking schooner. Abandoned for the night off one of the inlets. Uh, islets, excuse me. You're all right. Nice lines. <laughs> commented Joe. Pass close wow, to her, wow, will wow, you, Frank? Wow. I hope Callie doesn't hear about this. Hey, hey. Hey, Frank. Callie, I wasn't making don't, eyes at another boat. Don't tell Callie about my lines. I only got eyes thing. for you, babe. <laughs> I only got pencil lines for you, baby. <laughs> Look at those lines. Straight, like my number two. So quietly with her engine throttled down, the motorboat drew abreast of the larger vehicle. Oh, it's getting hot. <laughs> you ain't kidding, boy. It was now dusk, and a light shone in her cabin, from which came the sound of activity. 
Frank gazed in admiration at the tall masts and the ship-shape rigging. Suddenly, Joe's fingers clutched his brother's shoulder. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Look. On the dock. Deck. On the deck. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. As the sleuth passed the schooner, Frank caught, a, <laughs> Frank caught a quick glimpse of the figure of a boy leaning over the rail. That was Chet! <laughs> Joe cried out. <laughs> Dude! Shh. 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 Stop yelling! Wait, you could so tell he had hair because if he was... everything before. If he was a big, bald man, he's a robber. Well, if, he's a, what they... if he's a big man with hair, though, he's Chet. He's Chet. Well, the thing was, they didn't see Chet. What they saw was a giant just... You know, gathering of blubber overflowing over this uh, this railing. That's all they saw. It looked like the blob was just pouring out. It looked like a beanbag chair that they had shoved in the front of the boat. <laughs> yeah, it's just this giant pouch just, hanging out. It's like just garbage a, bag full of Jello. They said, "I didn't know pufferfish were up on boats. <laughs> I don't know they could breathe out of water." They're saying all this aloud, and Chet's just crying. <laughs> I can hear you. I can hear you. Come save me, you buttheads. Yeah. They shoot an arrow at Bring him, hoping that postcard. it will deflate him. It's <laughs> he like he's a balloon. Just like, around. hit him with an arrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the aunt in Harry Potter that gets inflated and floats away? I can't remember, but I used her as, po- or as chapter art one time. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I was very proud of that one, actually. It's one of my finest water paintings. I was trying to, unfortunately, I'm, all I can think of is Aunt Gertrude, and I'm like, it's not Aunt Gertrude, is it? No, it's not. That's a Hardy Boys reference. Yeah, I know, but. Is it, it also it a Gertrude? Same? I don't think so, but. Harry Potter's aunt. Petunia. What a name. Mrs. Petunia. No, it's Petunia's sister. Oh, darn it. Or Petunia's sister-in-law. Petunia's sister-in-law. According to Rawlings, they met... Oh, oh, I want the name, not... Albus. No, that's Dumbledore's first name. Vernon? No, that's her husband. Hey, Petunia. Jesse. What is uh, Harry Potter's... Aunt or sister that gets inflated and flows away? Aunt Marge. Aunt Marge. Oh. We were so close. We were so close. But it's not Gertrude (laughs) confirmed. It is not Gertrude. Well, thank you for being that lexicon. Sure. Are you still Yeah. Okay. Can you say Marge? Close. Whoa. Good job, buddy. You said it better than I did. It's not saying much, but there he goes again. He's just, he's just saying Marge. Marge. <laughs> he's just running saying Marge. Nice. Well, I'm excited that, so this was chapter nine. This was chapter nine. Thank you for reminding me. I and we've got, think quick. the next chapter would be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten. <laughs> yeah. And then we're on the recap already. We're almost. Will the recap be our hundredth episode? No, it'll be ninety nine. No, this was. Wait, have we done ninety seven already? This is our ninety seventh. This is ninety seven. So yeah. ninety eight is ten. Ninety nine is the recap, and then chapter eleven is our one hundredth episode. Man, that's pretty great. It it feels good, Sean. We are we're climbing up. Uh, I think we're on. ready to be signed to a network. We've got well, the audience. We've got the I, clout. We definitely have the catalog. That is, yeah. I, once we start getting Brett Hoy to finally write this uh, this press release, this press release, hopefully we'll get some um, some love from some local newspapers or online sources. <laughs> yeah, a tech blog. A tech blog of would some be sort. Nice. 
Yeah, and once the Hardy Boys show actually comes out, maybe people have a love for all things Hardy Boys, and maybe that draws them to us. Because I imagine once the show does come out on Hulu, we will review one episode. We have to review the pilot. Yeah, as a, as a bonus episode. As a bo- Yeah, as the professionals that we are, we'll have to do that. And maybe we get some, uh, some hits off of that, Sean. We'll see. Maybe it, goes, maybe it goes big. I mean, we are the foremost experts on the subject. Amen to that. Amen. No one else has spent 100 episodes diving into three and a half books. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm so happy to be a part of history. You know, well, this, this podcast has really spanned a fascinating like, point of time in history. Like yeah. the fact that a, a not insignificant part, not quite half, but a big chunk of it has been during the pandemic. Like we were like a year I and know. a half yeah. of in person. And now we've been eight months in in isolation. This is we we've seen the defeat of Donald Trump yeah. in the in the US election, although we have not yet seen his concession. But there's like this is a this is an important time in history and we are, we are the arbiters of truth it is our task to share the world as we know it and as it exists in the 1920s and 1960s and that's a responsibility that we alone are equipped to do wow Sean with that i would like to say I want to give a huge apology to New Zealand, mm. and I hope that you come back to us and listen to Chapter 10. <laughs>